fill up your coffee cup, put the dog on the porch, and turn up your radio. This is the Outdoor Zone with TJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. There's a Come on. Good morning. 7.02 a.m. And we are live in the bunkhouse. Yeah, it's just an old tin shack on the back of the ranch. But we call it home every Sunday morning, 7 to 9. Right here on the Outdoor Zone Radio Network. My name is TJ Graney. Riding shotgun right over there. Next to me is Cody Ryan. Good morning world beefsteak is in galveston texas of all places we think he he may be after the text messages i got there's no telling where in the bay or gulf coast he may be at this point the gulf coast region he has got no cell phone service anymore nice so he is he said i uh, could only the last wish. text i get yesterday was it's so hard to figure out where you're at or where you're going down here at the on the coast in the boat. Do, 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 do. Like, uh, yeah, <laughs> you don't that, think there's... That's why you have a captain. A captain's license is difficult to obtain for a reason, you think? Maybe? It's not a lake by any means. You can't just go wherever you feel like driving yeah he goes, you go the wrong direction you don't just get to the other side real real no. quick he said he said we've only gotten had to get out once to push the boat are you kidding yeah no no what? i'm not kidding at all that's what he said i'll show you Has the he got text. his boat down there yeah he took his boat down oh there. he did yeah oh wow yeah another another beef steak well idea. he's gonna have to really take care of that thing yeah but you know you can do it people do it yeah um Road Rash is the ranch hand that gets here early, makes sure everything gets, the gate gets open, and that the pot belly stove gets uh, fired up again. And even in the heat of the summer, you got to fire that thing up just a little bit so you could cook some coffee. Um, cook some coffee. Brew, yeah. brew coffee. Brew coffee, cook it. It's all the same. It's just you're cooking them coffee beans. So your uh, sister talked to her yesterday she is back from a uh, seven day adventure to the up the amazon river into the jungles of the amazon and yeah brazil and Bra- yeah landed in brazil and then uh, took yeah. a 12 16 hour boat ride up the amazon river to a village where she helped uh, a group build a work on building a church one of a number of churches they've built in the area and uh and then the tr- boat ride back she said uh well going to the village we were going with the current coming back it was like 22 hours oh, yeah. on a boat and she said at one point the boat caught on fire what that they yeah, were in and they had to dock it and she said but there when we docked they made everybody get off and but there was no firemen anywhere <laughs> you know you don't see a fire truck come pulling up out of the jungle 
<laughs> All right, stand back, everyone. And yeah. uh, and so some guy runs off the boat, and then he comes back, and a guy with him has a chainsaw. And so they just cut off a section. They of the cut boat. a hole in the side of the boat. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah, and somehow they. It was a generator or something that caught on fire, and they got to it. And unbelievable! Oh man, was that going or coming? Uh, that was going. And so oh, then, gosh. and then uh, last yesterday, I'm doing show prep, right? You know, getting us ready for the show. And somewhere in my materials, I run across this uh, story that we're going to talk about later on in oh, the show yeah, about the. Even spider the size of a dinner plate yeah that's in the yeah, amazon don't even, yeah don't even don't don't give it away i don't want to talk <laughs> i about told it. her i said i didn't i mean i want to leave that segment <laughs> i told her i wasn't gonna wasn't gonna post it until i knew she was back and then it'd be okay to post it but she's back in the states she's back in fort so Worth, she so. went down there for a on a mission trip on a with mission her tri- trip. trip with her church right right and uh they are building churches down there. They're help, helping the locals build churches. And one thing she said that was really interesting, she said, we don't ever build them all the way. Right. We build a portion of them, and then we leave a section because if you build it all the way, they don't feel like it's theirs, and so they don't uh, use it. Yeah. She said they build half of it and leave the materials to finish it there. And it's built out of block and metal and stuff. And it was funny. They were down there, you know, doing the metal work and stuff. And she, and they figured out that she knew how to weld. And they said, no, you don't know how to weld. Oh, yeah, I can weld. And they go, no, no, you're a girl. You can't weld. And she goes, uh, yeah. And she went out there and slapped on the welding gear and (laughs) welded some bars together or something, you know. That's pretty funny. Oh my gosh, that's awesome! So there's what an adventure! I it was so funny before she left. She's like, I said, "Where are you flying into in Brazil?" And she goes, "Manaus." And I said, "Oh, Manaus." You say Manaus, and she's like, "How do you know?" I said, "Because I, it's only where you fly into to go to the greatest peacock bass fishing in the world." Is Manaus, Brazil? That's where you fly into. So I know how to get oh. to Manaus and how to pronounce it correctly. She's like, "Oh, well, darn okay." It. <laughs> <laughs> you know, thinking I was just making something up, but uh, no, there are peacock bats there, and the trip is forty nine ninety five to go plus your flights, and you go through Florida. I understand how this whole trip works. <laughs> it's on the bucket list. Yes, it's been researched several times. So, uh, and then yesterday you got up early and you went out to the farm. You were working on the farm. How yeah, it's funny. Friday, Friday night, I told uh, the wife, I said, hey, I may get up early tomorrow and go out to the farm and, and uh, do some shredding, you know, work on the farm for a little while. And I'll be home after lunch or something. And uh, she said, okay. I said, or... I may just sleep in and not do any of it. <laughs> so just to let you know, if I'm gone, you know where I am. If I'm laying here in bed, just, you'll know where I you'll am. You'll know where I am. <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I woke up at 4.30, you know, went and uh, thought, shoot, I'm up. Might as well go. You know, I knew I was going to struggle to try and sleep or roll around and try and 
fall back asleep or whatever. So I just got up, left, got to the farm and worked, you know, a little bit of drizzle on the way there. Had a little bit of rain that night, which is great when you're shredding to keep the dust and stuff down. Oh, yeah. No dust, you know. And so it's just a nice morning to ride around on a tractor. There's a song about that somewhere. Yeah. Cutting trees down, moving trees, just doing some general cleanup and work on the on the new farm that we're putting together. And uh, how are the sunflowers looking? Man, they're about a foot tall. Oh man, what? We're running cows on it in a week. I need to put it. I need to get the get the guy that runs cows on my place to put up a little temporary fence around it. Yeah, they'll eat those things right up, Golly, won't they? Yeah, they look like little dessert nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Oh you man, you cannot let the cows eat your uh, sunflowers. That's I know. I you're looking at the clock like you're going to call him or something. Yeah, I got to get a temporary fence right up. Now. I keep forgetting. So uh, now, sunflower crop for dove season is coming in coming in strong Woo! i know it's great yeah it's great well so and i uh mrs granny and i went to bark and zoom oh neat and uh <laughs> coming up next so what one of the uh by the airport you know i fly in and out so much right and one of the little uh parking places there is called bark and zoom. I, I park at a place called park and zoom right well the guys that own park and zoom thought man what if we could find somebody that could board dogs so if somebody was flying somewhere and they because we think about it all the time yeah, we got yeah, these yeah. dogs like what the heck are we gonna do yeah and uh so uh these people have this place called bark and zoom they partnered with a kennel a local kennel company right now watch your dog while you're away wash them play with them feed them i mean all this stuff and they did this little introduction promo yesterday and mrs granny's like i want to go i want to go i want to go really oh my gosh are you kidding why did she want to go because she, she wanted to win a free week of her dog oh. being there or something oh i thought it was maybe give a free dog or something <laughs> no thank goodness <laughs> but we went and toured the whole place really cool yeah. and a brilliant idea yeah you know it's a bit pricey for us i, I, I did think, see but. it i did see it i think I think I've seen it off for advertisement or something. I yeah. thought it was a good idea. It's a brilliant idea. I just, I love people that come up with, and these, you know, this, the, a parking company yeah. just came up with the idea and they partnered with the other guys. They bought a little corner piece of dirt over there by the airport. Yeah. A little $7 million project. God, pff, come on. Throw it together. But Hey man, you know what? They, they, it is not, they can hold 170 dogs there. Holy cow. Yeah. And they can do cats. And they even have a guy that comes by and feeds them once a day. They feed them. They take them out <laughs> about every hour, hour and a half. They take them out. Not walk if you them, got 130 and dogs. There ain't no way. They're rolling them, baby. I'm telling you. It's a machine. That's cool. It's a machine. Yeah. I was blown away. Yeah. And, of course, everybody was on good behavior and the place was real clean. Yeah. Uh, and they kicked out all the bad dogs. Yeah. <laughs> But it was a dog. I mean, you know, they go to do the tour and they show you a little bit. They have a, you know, a, a hallway like a, you know, like where you're a pound where you pick up dogs and rawr, 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 rawr. it's like, okay, let's So go. it wasn't a, it wasn't a ad for uh, PETA or anything? The eyes no. of an angel. <laughs> All right. Up next, we'll talk a little fishing. You are listening to the number one outdoor radio show in Texas. We're just getting going. Stick around. 
You catch us live here every Sunday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. or 24-7, 365. You can catch us at theoutdoorzone.com. This is T. Roy Broussard listening to The Outdoor Zone. They call me redneck, white trash, and blue collar. But I could change all that if I had a couple million dollars. I keep hearing that money is the root of all evil, and you can't fit a camel through the eye of a needle. I'm sure that's probably true, but it still sounds pretty cool, because it could buy me a boat. Good morning, regulators. This is your deer shooting, flounder gigging, dub blasting, hog dogging, bass catching, mountain climbing, fly fishing, four wheeling, adrenaline junkie outdoor zone radio show broadcast from bunkhouse. Yeah, that's right. Lock and load, y'all. Austin's hottest new restaurant, the Shore Bar, Raw Bar and Grill. Man, if you have not gone over there to see our buddies, I love this place. Uh, our amazing friends at Shore are serving regional coastal cuisine, cuisine, uh, combining flavors from Texas, Louisiana, and Mexico. They have a fantastic pet-friendly patio with live music on select nights, open for lunch and dinner every day, and killer brunch on Saturday and Sunday. What a great way. Go to church today and then slide over there for the brunch. What a great Sunday. Uh, Our buddies Rick and Jim over there invite you to join them at Shore, located on 71 West at the Covered Bridge, just west of the uh, Y in Oak Hill, the Shore Raw Bar and Grill. Go to shoreatx.com. Shore Raw Bar and Grill. Go get you some. Bassmaster Elite Series at Lake Gunnersville in Alabama. The final day today, the top 10 uh, fishing to uh, to make your their, uh, their, it's all live as well, which I love. You can watch Bassmaster.com, watch these guys live fishing the famed Lake Gunnersville. And uh, Matt Heron uh, leading the pack right now, if you were to look at the live stats. Brandon Lester in second. Uh, Ray Hanselman, friend of ours down from Lake Amstead, who made the Elite Series, is sitting in there in the top ten, so it'll be fun to uh, watch as the Bassmaster Elite Series unfolds and finishes its uh, tournament there on Lake Gunnersville. That lake is so pretty. Man, it's pretty. It, I mean, it produces giant fish, you know, 20-pound bags. And uh, They've been fishing. Just, isn't that like one of the original BASS lakes? Yeah, they've been going there for years and years and years, so... It's a it's a staple. If you're a bass fisherman, um, well, I mean, I know you are, but I mean, if you're if if a guy was a bass fisherman uh-huh. and he just fished Lake Travis all the time, or just like here locally, mm-hmm. that's a beautiful, awesome thing to do. But man, there's some places that you can drive in a day, like Gunnersville and some other places. Yeah, it's a long drive, but it would be so worth it to spend a day or two fishing some of these iconic 
lakes. That One are, of the reasons that I fish the tournaments that I fish, because I enjoy the traveling to the new lakes and figuring out the fish. They're different, you know? The lakes have a certain color that the fish like, you know? And, and it's, sometimes it's insane and you're like there's no way i would throw that because you're not used to throwing those kind of colors of baits or whatever or styles of baits and you get down there and you figure out that well yeah that's the color that you got to throw you know like these just crazy colors or crazy baits or whatever and so it really broadens your horizons as far as that stuff goes and and uh, learning to catch fish on different lakes and spending time on different lakes, you know, an extended period of time. I wouldn't go to Lake Gunnersville for, you know, an afternoon if, if I'd never been there. I would go and try and spend three, four, five days Yeah, fishing. just go to find a campground right there somewhere, a little motel there somewhere during the week. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I I mean, there's some, it's, it's pretty enough where I would, I would hope that maybe a wife would enjoy it with their husband, you yeah. know, or. Or maybe just a guy getaway, just a couple of guys, you know, just every year go explore a different lake. Anyway, I and when I was doing the Bassmaster University stuff, yeah, it was always interesting to me when the pros would come in and they would talk about the different baits they use and talk about different techniques and stuff that because I was a Central Texas fisherman, right? Uh, you know, like I remember the first time uh, a guy talked about a bubblegum colored worm, right. You know, I thought, who would fish with a bubblegum-colored worm? And for a long time, there were some places where it was the go-to bait. I mean, yeah. guys were yeah. getting big checks with the bubblegum-colored plastic worm. Yeah, floating worm. Yeah, you've you've used them before, I know. I've seen them on your gear. I know nothing of the sort. <laughs> no, I, yeah. I mean, there's, there's those kind of things, those techniques, those... Uh, those different patterns and colors and stuff that really broadens your horizon. So it's really cool. Uh, anyway, Lake Gunnersville Bassmaster Live going on right now. You can click on there, um, bassmaster.com. Bass Champs, Skeeter Bass Champs having their TX uh, shootout going on right now, today. The richest one day tournament in the world going on right now. Somebody's going to take home 50000 uh guaranteed first place. Uh, $50,000, one team for one day of fishing on Lake Sam Rayburn. Thought about going down there. Uh, Why are having, you here? After having spent a week down there. But, uh, you know, if you looked at my stats, it's not winning status uh, as far as the last week that I was down there. But anyway those uh those guys the fish are moving offshore it should be one in some brush piles deep ledges something like that so good luck to that you can check out the results they always have them that's the one thing bass champs really good about you can sign up for the text uh they'll text you results each weekend after each tournament uh or uh you know they'll have them posted by usually by about 5 p.m uh the day of the tournament so you can check out the results online um, Sam Rayburn, $50,000. And if you're in a Skeeter, I think it's $60,000. You get an extra $10,000. So that's big money for a one-day event. They allowed practice yesterday, for Saturday, and then you could fish it today, the tournament. So Was it an hourly big bass and no, that whole no, thing? No, 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 no. It's five it's, fish. It's a five fish, two-man team, one day. 
Six, no kidding. $60,000 payday, first place. Second's like twenty or 30000 I mean, it's... That's a pretty... It's the richest team tournament, one-day team tournament in the world. So, it's a big deal. And that's for anybody. Yeah. Yeah. I bet you, I bet you they got 300 teams signed up for that. Or, yeah, or more. Uh, so... Wow. Anyway. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, it's a big, it's a big, a big deal. They push uh, every year. The hard part for me is it's hard on Sam Rayburn. It's hard to go there and compete against local Sam Rayburn guys. You know, that's just a hard lake to compete on against people that live there. There are tournaments, if not one, at least one, sometimes two tournaments a day over the weekend there at Lake Sam Rayburn. You know, numerous weekday tournaments on that lake every single week, 365 days a year. And uh, that lake still produces, though. Yeah, you know, it was when we were there last week or the week before and just watching the way in and the bags of fish coming in. And, you know, you had told me that about that. And and it's a, definitely a place. I mean, it is set up for fishing. Yeah. And tournaments. I mean, right. it's it's created for that. Obviously, the way that a lot of that stuff has been designed. And yeah, and there's guys that make a full time living just fishing tournaments on. You know, there's guys. That I, come I could out of that absolutely area. see Sam Rayburn and Toledo Ben. You know, retire down there and just fish and. Yeah. I don't know what what your wife would do. Clean I, your fish. I don't know that I would retire down there. Uh, no, well, maybe not you, but I was just thinking if, if some guy win, wanted you to do be, that. You can't be retired. You can't be mentally retired. You got to be all in, baby. All in. You got to go hard. Well, then people would hate you if you <laughs> were the guy who lived there and went out and won every tournament. No, no. I mean, there's guys that are really good and really do really well, but there's no, there's, I, I mean, I watch the stats. There's not a guy that's dominated every single tournament every single time. High School World Finals went on Lake Pickwick this past week. Uh, NAT Elizabethtown won. Gardendale High School Rockets got second. Lawrence County High School Wildcats got third. Go Cats! Go Cats! <laughs> so I'm not sure. So where our these guys come from, from San Rayburn. I have no idea. I have no idea what their school name was. And there's like 300 teams there. That fish. Well, it so, was a Texas team in the top three. Doesn't have states by any of their what? Who stats. wrote that press release? I'm just telling you, there's a ton of high school and college teams. So when you see something, it's great, but it's not any different than uh, well, it's good for the young guy club tournament. It's good for the young guy We're in college club and in high stats. school. Yeah, it's good for the young guy to know that hey, there's something I can do if I don't play football or basketball. There you go. Sun Automotive, everyone at some point needs to haul off their, uh, have their vehicles repaired. And yeah, they haul them too. I had them haul one of mine over to Sun Auto. Yeah, absolutely. Sun Auto, a family owned and operated auto repair and maintenance company since 1978. They're all ASE certified technicians that work and maintain your vehicles. Follow them on Facebook to get great maintenance tips and specials every single week. SunAutoService.com, 405 West Slaughter Lane, 1300 Medical Parkway in Cedar Park, 1403 Rivery Boulevard in Georgetown, and their newest location at 1206 Ranch Road 620 
Go see our friends at sunautoservice.com. All right. When we come back on the flip side, we got more hunting and fishing information. News of the weird. Uh, Yeah, you're going to want to hear this one. Only one place live in the bunkhouse, 7 to 9 Sunday mornings or 24-7, 365 in the Outdoor Zone Radio Network, theoutdoorzone.com. I'm Everstar Pro, Ron Sheffield, and I fish FLW. You're listening to the Outdoor Zone. Fish on. Up this morning before the sun, fixed me some coffee and a honey bun. Jumped in my pickup, gave her the gas. I'm going out to catch a five-pound bass. All right. Welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone. We are live on the Outdoor Zone Radio Network. McBride's Guns. With the way society is pounding on our rights to own guns, it's imperative we support our local gun shop. The one we trust with our constitutional rights is McBride's Guns. They're an Austin an Austin family-owned and operated local full-service firearm dealer. Looking for your personal carry or referral class? One place, McBride's Guns. You'll find you will find McBride's in the same place they've been for years, the corner of 30th and Lamar. You can call them at 512-472-3532 or just go online at mcbridesguns.com. McBride's Guns is our hometown gun shop. Now it's time for this week's News of the Weird. Huh? Wild, weird, strange, and crazy things can happen in the outdoors. We seek them out and bring them to you each and every week. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's Outdoor News of the Weird. The man staying at a lodge in Tasmania, Australia, witnessed a horrifying scene. A large huntsman spider eating what appears to be a pygmy possum. The large spider clung to the out to the side of the door, clutching its prey and creeping out its unsuspecting audience. Nope. Justine Late Layton's husband, Adam, was staying in the lodge when they spotted and him, he they were staying in the lodge when they saw the unsettling scene. Uh she shared pictures of her her husband took of the spider to Facebook possum-eating spider taken by my husband at Mount Field Lodge. Um, So pygmy possums are apparently, they're the small, they're like a mouse, the size of a mouse. (laughs) They're little, and they're just little possums, you know, a possum's a possum. Size of a mouse. But these are pygmies, so they're, they're small. Oh. And and this that headline this spider that's fake news. this spider is the size of a dinner plate. Well, what size? And it looks like it looks like a tarantula. Yeah, oh. it looks like a tarantula. It's bigger than your hand, and it had this. And in the picture, it had this little possum thing in its mouth. Nope. And it was the we reason why I thought it was it was interesting for a couple of things. One is because 
we just don't like spiders. I don't like spiders. We, yeah. And uh and your sister was in the Amazon. Right. And we flipped to some other uh news about these spiders and these uh pygmy possums and they're all over in the Amazon. It's they're common in the Amazon and there was some videos that's um there's some young people that study the Amazon and the jungle and the bugs and stuff. This is kind of a creepy deal. So they're out there in kind of like a jumpsuit with a netting over their face and gloves and everything. They go out with headlamps and they go out in the middle of the night and they wander around in the Amazon jungle looking for bugs and creatures and nope. And they're documenting that Wasn't stuff. No part of it. It. They had a lot of video, a lot of talking about what they do, what these young people, they're scientists. They're out there exploring. And uh, and so it was it was unusual, uncommon to see uh, one of those uh, spiders with uh, something like that. Usually it's like a little frog or a grasshopper or something, but that was a pretty big one to suck all the juice, life juice out of them. Okay. So I paid no attention. And and then like I, and then of course I'm I'm looking at you know spiders showing up in places and there was a grandmother recently who went to the grocery store in England and bought a box of grapes. Oh, how do you buy what do you a box of grapes? Well, you know a little plastic Raisins? plastic container with grapes inside of it. Oh, and, like a clear one you can see through. Yeah, with holes in it. Like yeah, like what you buy strawberries or blueberries in, I guess. Okay. And she took it home, and she opened it up, and there was a spider inside of that. Yeah. And why do you say yeah like that? It's like like you're supposed to go yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean I get it. And uh, it was uh, and so I she freaked out and she spider. she sprayed hot water on it till it died, and then uh, put it. It's not dead. And then took it back to the grocery store, and they realized it was packaged in brazil or wherever and it was a tarantula that's the old banana story about uh taking bananas on boats you know where that story comes from right like don't ever take a banana on a boat right and you'll see it down mainly on the coast a lot of guides fishing guides and things like that bad luck to bring a banana oh man you do not but it comes from it comes from the transport Uh, at one point there was Somebody bringing bananas from South America to the states, and along their travels, that's the, the boats, story. The boat, the boat never showed up. <laughs> You're adding to the story. No, I'm not adding to the <laughs> yeah. story. Have you never heard the story? I've heard that you know, like a Look spider got out and Google bit it. somebody. Google it. And I'm so not now the sh- the ship the ship no, the ship drifts. didn't the ship didn't show up. Another transport ship found the ship or saw it floating out in the middle of the ocean went over to look and everybody on board was dead and they found these spiders crawling around the bananas that had come from the banana trees and they had gotten out and killed everybody on the ship <laughs> you don't you've not heard that story i've never heard it to that detail <laughs> That's the story. Okay, Th- that's I'm why fine. you can't take bananas you. on boats. It's not funny. Well, this is I, real. I know. Life. Hey, I know Deal. what happens. There are some guys. There are some people. Some it's guys serious. on the coast. They. If you were to laugh, if you, you show up got, with you your got little in the light, face. 
by some of those guys, right? <laughs> yeah. No, I there's if you show up at on a with the guide on the coast and you got your little igloo, you know, Yeti cooler and you got your little sandwiches in there and stuff. If you got a banana in there and you open that up on the boat, it's not going to go good. No. They're not your friend. No, you there, lose. There are guides that have no banana s- stickers on their boats. Yeah, they're brass signs. They're like two foot by two foot. <laughs> Bring banana on boat, die. Die. <laughs> so No, it's a big deal. You can't bring bananas on boats because of the spiders that killed that ship. Were you a, a little guy when we were coming back from... I've always been a little guy. No, but I mean, were you part of the... Younger? You Were you, <laughs> <laughs> were you uh, t- a little tyke? And when we were coming back from Carlsbad one time and all the tarantulas were going across the road... Yeah, were you? Yeah, were the you tarantula, in that family big trip? Move. They they do that every year. Yeah, this is that time of year. Yeah, yeah. They're doing it right now. Yeah, they're all. I mean, we were at Carlsbad. You know, we went up there to to check out Carlsbad because we're coming back from Colorado or someplace, and we were up there, and um, and we realized it was too expensive to go inside, so <laughs> we were leaving, and we were driving down the mountain. And there was tons of tarantulas just going across the road. And ah. I thought, I'm going to stop and grab a couple of those and take them home with us. And then, and I mean, you're driving, they're going. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And, but by the time I thought, I'm going to grab one and take it home, you're we were already through them. And yeah. I, I don't know why I would think I would do that, but yeah. I did. So anyway, it's that time of year. In the, transporting it, native reptilic. Across the state lines. Across or state in the, lines and in tri- captivity. Out of National Park. Out of National Park. It's like <laughs> 25 years in prison or something <laughs> mandatory. Yeah. No 25 years of... on a banana boat. <laughs> you, uh, you joke about the bananas, the transport, but that's the story. Um, People wonder. All right. And that's Don't the rest of the story. Take a banana on a boat. If you're like me, you're always looking for the best. Where's the best vacation spot? Where's the best, Where's the best food bananas? <laughs> Heck, we even want we even have best friends, so why not drive the best? Well, you can now on a new Honda for style and sophistication. Try the 2019 Honda Accord LX, one of Car and Driver's 10 best. It features a push start button, heads-up display, and of course, my favorite Honda Sensing. Or if you want more out of your midsize SUV, there's the 2019 Honda Pilot, named the 2019 Best Buy of the Year among midsize SUVs, according to Kelly Blue Book's KBB.com. Standard with Honda Sensing, a suite of safety and driver-assisted features. So if Envy drives you, drive a Honda and test drive the perfect Honda today from your central Texas Honda dealers. Car and Driver, January 2019. For more information, visit kellybluebookskbb.com. Kelly Blue Book is a registered trademark of Kelly Blue Book Company Incorporated. All right. When we come back on the flip side, we got game board, field notes, and more. Only one place. The Outdoor Zone Radio Network at theoutdoorzone.com. Hey, American Blood Brothers, this is Ted Nugent on the Outdoor Zone, live from the bunkhouse with my blood brother, TJ. Whack them and stack them, would you?
All right, welcome back. Regulators, here's a notice to the antis and the terrorists, us bunkhouse boys, and our regulators. We don't give in to you anti-gun crowd, the PETA terrorist, or the Taliban. It's how we roll here in the bunkhouse every Sunday morning, 7 to 9, or 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Celebrate in a new Jeep with the top-off windows down, enjoying the perfect weather for top-off Jeep cruising. Let Nile Maxwell Supercenter get you in the perfect new Jeep during the Jeep Celebration event. Like the 2019 Motor Trend SUV of the year, the 2019 Jeep Wrangler. It's that classic American look we love. With new technology, design upgrades, and some amazing safety features like the rear park assist, blind spot monitoring, and rear cross path detection. Man, I saw one of these four-door Jeeps the other day. It was all white, and it had some white wheels on it, some nice custom tires. Man, it yeah. was a good-looking Jeep. Yeah. Not only will you get some of the best prices this season, but you'll get that legendary service awarded them the 2019 Customer First Award for Excellence. The Jeep Celebration event's on now at Super, with super center size selection and savings at the number one Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram sales leader in Central Texas. Now, Maxwell Super Center, 620 and 183 in Austin, or visit us online at Now Maxwell Super Center. Now it's time for this week's Game Warden Field Notes. These are the stories of the brave and courageous men and women of law enforcement, defenders of the outdoors. These are true Game Warden Field Notes. Loaned car loaded with optional equipment. In early May, a Nacogdoches County game warden received a call from a car dealership concerning some damage and questionable items found in one of their loaner vehicles that had been impounded by local police. The suspect driving the vehicle at the time had been arrested for shoplifting. While inspecting the vehicle, the dealership discovered a bullet hole in the driver's side mirror and deer hair in the trunk, <laughs> as well as a rangefinder and an empty package for a spotlight. After reviewing the police offense report, the warden learned a rifle was also in the vehicle at the time of the arrest. And the warden interviewed the incarcerated driver, who initially denied any wrongdoing until presented with the evidence against him, and eventually confessed to poaching a deer. Despite having a confession in hand, the warden still couldn't reconcile the case based on the evidence, particularly the bullet hole in the side mirror. After additional questioning, the subject's girlfriend admitted to shooting the deer with a .22 while her boyfriend held the spotlight. Her first shot had hit the side mirror. The couple then loaded the deer in the trunk and decided to dump it in a nearby pasture. Of course, numerous cases are pending oh my gosh that those that's just a it just a train wreck Ugh. it's just a train wreck it's just a guy and a girl that are just spinning and spinning and spinning uh, i don't like those kind of stories Mm-mm. but it's good that we have law enforcement out there protecting our outdoors 
Natural resources. Natural resources. Our uh, outdoors men and women. And uh, another so thing that. God bless them. Yes. I love our game wardens. Uh, uh, another thing that um, that we love is archery country. Whether you're an avid bow hunter chasing elk, whitetail bear, or game around the world, archery country is the place to get all your gear. If you're looking for something for your kids, the folks at archery country know all the tournaments and school programs. They coach kids and hold classes regularly. Find all the gear, targets, arrows, and accessories you need on-site and available for professional installation every day. Archery Country's Austin's only full-size range they're at 8121 research boulevard in austin texas uh get all the details austinarcherycountry.com austinarcherycountry.com speaking of yesterday at the farm i found the perfect shooting lane and the perfect location for a wildlife feeder and a (laughs) wildlife arrow throwing uh observatory station uh, also known as a bow stand. <laughs> and uh, so I've got the perfect location. I just need you to meet me out there, bring me a fresh battery, 400 pounds of corn, and uh, help me move that feeder. Can you do that? I'm all in. All right. You know, I've, I told you yesterday I'm, like, excited about the farm and yeah. getting it up and going. Yeah, me too. I just am going to be really upset if those cows eat our sunflowers. <laughs> Oh, dang it. You just reminded me again. I got to text that guy and hey, uh, let him know that I, I've got sunflowers planted. Hey, one of the things that uh, that I was thinking about while we were in East Texas, it, when you're around a lot of those fishing lakes, there's some of the gas stations have uh, non-alcohol ethanol. Ethanol, non, yeah, ethanol-free fuel. Ethanol-free fuel. So a lot of fuel right now has got ten percent ethanol in it right so corn they take corn they make alcohol out of it and they put it in the gas which which essentially isn't bad because a lot of the motors now that they're building a lot of the engines are designed to run off of that what happens is the ethanol condensates very heavily or at least my understanding from right small engines and and motor boats and things like that is you don't use your boat for a couple of weeks. Well, that ethanol sits in your gas tank in your boat and condensates. And so now you're getting all of this water, all of this condensation dripping in and mixing in with your fuel. Now you're running part water through your engine, which water through an engine is not good. Well, and so recently they were uh, they're in the process of trying to boost the federally mandated 10% up to 15 percent yeah and the epa approved it and they're pushing it and 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 even though they had tons of people there talking to them about it yeah a lot of information because it'll wreck a a weed eater or oh my golf carts older cars a lot of that stuff it just wrecks them carburetors are like just interchangeable plug and play pieces nowadays and and so um so it's it's something to be thinking about and look when you go to fill up your boat or right. your mower or something you, you got to really pay attention now it's going to start rolling out this 15% it's going to start rolling out hmm. and uh, and I get you know they're trying to help the farmers out with some 
the corn farmers make a little bit of extra another place to sell their corn right so they can make some money in a tough se- in a tough season or tough economy or whatever that reason is but uh it's just it is really not good for a boat and for your small lawn gear and pay, pay attention to it I, your I car don't know. your car is not so bad because you're constantly going burning through, it. through the gas right right it's anything that sits for any period of time even as short as a week or two well you know i'm i i had a buddy of mine a guy named terry smith yeah years ago uh we were doing a church cleanup project and and he had his chainsaw there and and he was putting gas in he goes i never ever leave my chainsaw or anything with gas in it yeah and so i am at the point now right now during the season when i'm using everything right but i i'll let my mower sit out in the yard and run until the gas is completely out i know i was telling somebody about that the other day that i'll do it with my chainsaw or yeah. my weed eater, if especially my chainsaw. Yeah. Because I know I'm not going to use it maybe once every couple of months. Right. But since I started doing that, just letting it run until it ran out of gas, I don't care if it runs for two hours, just sitting out there running. It doesn't hurt it any. Right. And But since I started doing that, now I put fresh gas in it, one pull, and it starts. Huh. It is all the difference in the world from when, you know, you go out there, you're you're trying to pull on it yeah five times and like oh my gosh and spray the starter fluid and all all that stuff's gone away yeah well that ethanol free fuel i mean in boats i i don't know if it makes a difference or not Do you run it in yours when you're when i have the opportunity and i'm around it yeah absolutely And, and i may not run it like say i'm there for five days or seven days or whatever fishing a big tournament so i'll run it uh Maybe the first day I get there, and then I'll, and then I may not run it because it is more expensive typically, and so I may not run it, you know, in the interim, in the middle, but like the final couple days I'll run it because if anything left in your boat, and you go home and you put your boat up for a week or two, and you don't use it, you know, then I'd rather it be ethanol free, so it doesn't build that condensate. So I'll think about it like that in the, in those hey, aspects. Yeah, watch out out there, guys. Hey, take care of that gear. Hey, um, we're supposed to have a special guest on the flip side, and you don't want to miss this. This is a great uh, a great opportunity to introduce you guys to somebody that we just uh, we just love uh, the story. So stick around. Samson Parker's supposed to be with us on the flip side. It's only one place, live in the bunkhouse, 7 to 9, Sunday mornings, or 24-7, 365, anywhere on the Outdoor Zone Radio Network.